Hey friends, I'm Sharon Betters, and you are listening to the Daily Treasure Podcast produced by Mark Inc. Ministries, and I am so grateful for the way that many of you are sharing the good news of Jesus that we share through these devotionals. It's our desire not to build up a person, at least not a human person, but our desire to, to reflect the beauty and the glory of Jesus, and to really take seriously the gospel message of passing on to others this good news of Jesus. So thank you to those of you who are sharing, and I hope that many more will do the same. So today's devotional is called, Is God Really Sovereign? And today's treasure is from Numbers 23, verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? Is God really sovereign? Can I trust him now, even in this? The steady progress of the malignant brain tumor gave real urgency to these questions for David. The disease had progressed relentlessly. A cure seemed unlikely. David knew he didn't have much time. He wanted his last few days on earth to count, to reflect a heart in tune with God's purposes. David wanted to know, know he needed to know, if this painful death was really from God's hand. Would God care for his young wife and three children after he was gone? Would God really walk with them through the valley of the shadow of death? David needed to trust God, but how could he? How could he? We understand David's questions. When our son Mark and his friend Kelly were killed in a car accident on July 6, 1993, our own struggle to survive nearly consumed us. Slowly and surely, however, God reminded us that just surviving is not enough. We needed a purpose, a reason to keep moving forward, or we were never going to make it. Like David, we were weary, uncertain of whether we could really trust the God who was calling us to persevere. Our search for answers led us to the book of Hebrews. This book of the Bible was most likely originally a series of short sermons written for people just like us people tempted to give up their faith in the face of great hardship. These Jewish Christians who lived during the first century were persecuted, afraid, and discouraged. Some had already abandoned the faith and had returned to their former lifestyles. Others were sorely tempted to do so. Like us, these frightened people needed a faith that is real, that is alive, a faith that holds up in the nitty-gritty problems and sorrows of everyday life. Like us, the Hebrew believers needed desperately to remember that God had promised to strengthen his people, to love them, to be with them, to redeem them. God's covenant promise was and is binding. Like us, sometimes they forgot that God keeps his promises. We read in Numbers 23, 19, one of those promises. But remember, God is not a man that he should lie nor a son of man, that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? In the crucible of suffering, what we believe about God takes on critical importance. What is our reaction when God doesn't resolve our problem, when he doesn't keep his promises the way we thought he would, or reconcile our marriage even when we've completed every assignment in the marriage manual? Such disappointment will quickly reveal whether our faith is based on an intimate, trusting relationship with God or merely on the blessings he so generously gives us. 
Suffering drives believers to God, but what is it that we want from Him? Do we settle for pat, simplistic, theologically correct answers? Or do we hunger for a living knowledge of our Heavenly Father through a personal relationship with Jesus? Do we demand tidy formulas that explain everything to our satisfaction? Or do we submit ourselves to the one whose thoughts and ways are far above ours? Do we simply want to feel better? Or do we ask God to equip us to persevere with joy and to encourage and strengthen others in their struggles? Is it possible to experience joy when each new day brings another reminder that we live in a broken and suffering world? In our own personal search for answers, we soon learned that many of the Christian world's recipes for living and cliches for dealing with pain are nothing more than man-centered formulas rather than true biblical counsel. Instead of encouraging us to live sola scriptura by scripture alone, they promote sola bootstrapa striving or pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. Such striving may give some momentary relief, but eventually it comes up empty. What we believe about God is what provides the basis for our worldview, the window through which we view every event in our lives and which determines our responses. Understanding God's ultimate purpose helps us to see the trials in our lives and the scorch marks they leave behind as one of His ways to separate us from our love affair with this world and focus our attention on His eternal perspective. Friends, it is not enough to know God's ultimate purpose. We must also know Him. And this was adapted from Treasures of Faith, a book that Chuck and I wrote. As you gather with your church family today for worship, Ask the Lord to open your heart to where you are depending on bootstrap striving or pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps. Listen carefully to the words of the songs, the pastor's sermon, the specific scripture in the message. Friends, God's word is living, and in his love, he calls us to remember he is our rock, rest, rescue, and refuge, as we read in Psalm 62. And, O oh, Father, how grateful we are that you are our rock, rest, rescue, and refuge. Hey friends, this is Sharon, and I'm so grateful, as always, for those of you who are tuning in to the Daily Treasure podcast. And it's our prayer that you will just continue to share it with others. You are the reason why we are growing the way that we are growing, because word of mouth is the best advertisement. You can also help us by leaving a rating or leaving a comment. And one of the ways that you really encourage us is when you leave your notes at helpandhopenow.org, a comment about what daily treasure means to you. Also, when you share some of your story, some of your stories are so incredibly sad, uh, but you always say, but I'm walking with the Lord and he's being faithful to me. And you talk about how daily treasure has encouraged you so much. And we would love to hear more stories like that. Go to helpandhopenow.org where you can leave your comment. And when you do, you will be put in a drawing where we are going to pick three winners and we're going to send you the Daily Treasure water bottle. And it's beautiful. It's metal and it, it does its job very well. So make sure that you leave your note at helpandhopenow.org. And as you go to helpandhopenow.org, would you pray about how you can help us keep Daily Treasure as a free resource? 
when you give your gift of any size, we are going to give you a double way of encouraging others. One is through Daily Treasure by helping with the cost. But the second way is we are going to send a copy of Treasures in Darkness to a local funeral home for every gift given this month. It doesn't matter what the size is. Those books will go into the hands of people truly broken, truly grieving. So you will be blessing twice with your gift. Go to helpandhopenow.org where you can safely give, leave your comment. We are looking forward to seeing how the Lord moves those who are being blessed by Daily Treasure to help underwrite it so that we can continue to offer the help and hope of Jesus one person at a time through Daily Treasure. Thanks so much for joining us and we look forward to being with you tomorrow.